Hey. Hola. I have a really serious question for you. I'm listening. Would you rather give a lap dance to Satan or God? Um, <laughs> Satan. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be real disappointed if you said God, I'm not going to lie. No, I have to keep I have to keep in good graces with God. Yeah, but you might be in better graces with God if you, you know, got down and dirty on him. Mm-mm, no. Or I... them, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't mean to gender God. I just, you know. He's he she they is all genders. Yes. Um no, I'm still going to go with Satan because I don't think my lap dance would put me in good, better graces with God. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, I just feel like Satan would appreciate it more. Yeah, and it's just like, it, it's kind of like that thing where, like, you don't want to, you don't want to do the kinky weird shit with the person that you like because you don't want to scare them off. Yeah, mine's the total opposite, but sure. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> well, in that case, anywho. Um... <laughs> um, so obviously I'm bringing this up because of the Montero video. Yes. Um, I fucking love it. I've watched it so many times that I can't. I've lost track. I um, have to go on a little rant about this whole Lil Nas yeah. thing. Well, wait. Uh, we're talking about the same thing. That's who's saying Old Town Road. That's who's like newly gay. Well, he's not newly gay. He's always been gay. You know what the like, fuck I meant. He's pub- He's newly publicly gay. <laughs> I think he actually came out shortly after Old Town Road because, like, a bunch of, like, I know a bunch of hillbilly boys were super fucking upset that they've been singing about, uh, you know, riding a horse and, you know, Okay, it, yeah, it but wasn't. it's been, like, in headlines. He has this new, like, his new shit at, like, the new video, all that shit. Which is, which is very, very queer, and I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, so I was, like, reading this, uh, I was reading something about how, like, parents are angry because their kids love that song, and now, um, he has this, like, new image and shit. Um, it is not his job to parent your kids. Also, like, I just want to say, your kids shouldn't you shouldn't let your kids listen to the song where he talks about shooting a child in someone else's mouth or fucking and flying and getting jet lag. So where's the problem here? Cause it's certainly not him. No. And it's like, I, I don't know. I get really annoyed when um, parents have like this unrealistic expectation of a celebrities. Um, like they did this to Miley Cyrus and shit. And it's like, right. It's like, they're not, they're, they're not there to set a good example for your kids. Like, don't, that's not, that's not what that's, they're there for. And if no. they, if they had a choice in the matter, they probably wouldn't want to be on the fucking, uh, in the spotlight at all times. No. And they're, they're artists. They're there to make art. And that's what this is. And I just, I don't know. I'm very, there was a, a TikTok that was really funny. Um, and he actually, uh, you edited it and the girl was like, I just have to complain for a minute about this Montero video and a uh, little Nas X. And I just don't understand. You are setting such a, such a difficult and hard example for these children. She's like, where am I going to find thigh highs from my, I mean, uh, thigh high boots for my toddler. How am I supposed to find a stripper pole that he'll be able to work on? I just don't understand. <laughs> it was just really like, it took a really funny turn. And I was like, okay, I was like ready to be pissed. And then she was like, 
I just can't give him the things he's going to want after he sees this video. And it's just not fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. it's I just get I get so annoyed with that because it's like you you don't like you. <laughs> It's not she, it's not on the celebrity to fucking no, like be a good no. example for your kids that's on you. At the very end of it she goes, "What am I supposed to do? Raise this child by myself?" <laughs> right. I don't think so. And it was just so like so on point. But I also love the Christians that are up in arms about it because I just think it's fucking hilarious to see them all with their panties in a wad because it's uh, dude, he's not the first, he's not going to be the last to use this kind of imagery and get the fuck over it and you know that's it get the fuck over it i i don't know what else to tell you i would give a lap dance to satan the pole tricks he did and learned chef's kiss immaculate and the lap dance itself was fantastic i would pay to go to a male strip club if they did shit like that but they don't they just wave their dicks in your face in a helicopter motion and that's it so <laughs> Yeah, it was like art. It was art. Good for him. Who? I mean, like, who cares? I don't know. It's just so silly to me. It's really dumb. It's yeah. I don't know. And the whole like Nike thing with the shoes, like with the blood in them, like because he's the first to ever do something like that. Come on. I know. It's like get the fuck over. I don't know. It's stupid. Live and let live. No one. The one thing that I wanted to say that I saw, and I, it just needs to be mentioned. He has been told his whole life that he is going to go to hell for being a gay man. Not only that, he, you know, is a gay black man and faces more, you know, oppression in that way as well. Mm -hmm. He has been told by people his whole life he's going to hell. And when he finally does it, you guys are going to fucking have a problem with it? (laughs) Like you said, you said. (laughs) So he took the ride himself. He took the initiative and went. I don't know what to tell you. But I don't know. I just literally I can't believe that parents are saying their kids love this song because there's legit. The whole the whole thing is about. Sex with a dude and like even if it was sex with a girl or sex with anybody, it's just about sex is what I'm trying to say. It just came out of my mouth wrong. There's literally a lyric that I'm just going to I'm just going to read this for you. Um, I want to feel on your ass in Hawaii. I want that jet lag from fucking and flying. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part. Shoot a child in your mouth while I'm riding. There you go. There you go. Oh my Are god. Are you kidding me? Kids he just Bop, talked about- if you're listening to this, Kids Bop, I demand uh, a version of this song. <laughs> Can you, what would he even be? Oh my god. The sky's the limit. I bet you fucking and flying would be like eating and flying. Or, yeah, or it would be like, um, hmm. I don't know. I'll have to get my creative juices flowing on that one. Oh, what would shoot a child in your mouth be? Because obviously that's, <laughs> um. It would be like shoot a squirt gun in your mouth or something. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly what it but would be. But that's not a lot better. Or, no, no, uh. Shoot a Nerf gun in your face while I'm gonna be riding. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be. They put him on like a fucking pedal bike or some shit in the video, and it would make sense. Oh well, we I can, need to know now. We can always hope for a kids' bot version. I always do. I'm still waiting on one for uh, 
Oh, wait, is there one for what ass pussy? Yeah, it's wings and pizza. Wings and pizza. <laughs> it's wings and pizza. Uh, I'm Googling it now because I want to know if there is a kid's bot version. There's Old Town Road, as if that was bull riding and boobies, you know? That. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, this is Chardonnay and DNA. Oh, fuck, yeah. What up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is Rachel currently Googling uh, wet-ass pussy slash wings and pizza. Yeah, and that is Becky, um, who put this whole idea in my fucking brain about Kids Bop for love, Montero as well. I love Kids Bop. <laughs> all right, here's my call to all of you for this week to make this week a little bit more fucking bearable. Please send me your versions of Montero. That would be kids bop version i, I want to know what you'd replace the lyrics with i'll think more on it i'm not good when caught off guard but i will i'm i'm sure if you send those to us we will read them on the next episode and give you credit and you will love it so please do it oh absolutely i'm happy so, to yeah um anyway that was my icebreaker of who you'd rather give a lap dance to because i just just curious well thank you that was riveting yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Um, do you have any updates? Um, no. By the time this comes out, the Purvis Pain extension will or will have not been granted. So, um, um, yeah. What was the petition at the last time you checked? The last time I checked, well, it so it passed the original goal of three hundred thousand. Good. Um, Good. and then now it was shooting for um, now it was shooting for five hundred thousand. So let me check. It's at three forty four. Um, there's still a couple days and at least they reached their original goal yeah so that was good um it's gotten a lot of coverage like i've been seeing tiktoks about purvis pain i've been seeing all sorts of stuff uh the innocence project is really putting in work so i i hope that they are able to get something done for him yeah i really am too um so yeah we're only two days out from that so by the time this comes out we will see what happens yep that's all we can do so sorry we don't have an update for you yep next time we will um yeah but no, that's all i have i think how about you um no mm -mm. Okay. i'm just pretty much like fried today so yeah you've had you've had a pretty like frying month <laughs> yeah tr truly and it's only a couple days in so oh i mean um, like <laughs> about a year it's been a it's been a frying and trying year it's it's been a life <laughs> yeah tr truly i don't know why i keep saying it like anything's going to change because it's just going to continue oh to that's stressful. the optimism we know and love isn't it yeah you know it is what it is um yeah so i i don't have any updates um I have gotten some case requests, actually. I have um, two. Cool. Yeah. So thanks. Keep sending them. Yeah. Um, have some interesting ones coming up. So we'll be excited to bring those to you. Me too. Um, yeah, I, I am excited. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, what do you got for me today? So, um, yeah, I actually found a little, you might have seen it, a little post about this on a... I think it was on that true crime podcast Facebook. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like some uh, it's some Facebook that we are both um like following. 
I think it's called True Crime Podcast, something like that. Probably. Um, but there was just a little post about this, and I thought it was really interesting. Unfortunately, there's not a ton of information on it, but there is a good, I mean, there is a good bit, so this might not be terribly long, but I think it's really cool, and I think it has a really neat, like, um, like genetic aspect. So I wanted to do this one this week, despite that it's, um, it's, it's unsolved. So, there, I mean, there's not a, not a resolution. So, um, but it's okay. really interesting. So I'm excited to tell you. Um, awesome. so my, this is actually featured on two episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Um, one was, it was first aired on the original with, uh, Robert Stack. And that was on 621-2002. Um, I think, I think that's the one. Cause it's on the two different ones with the two different hosts. So the Unsolved Mysteries, the original with Robert Stack, it's episode um, 13 of season 12 and you can find that on amazon prime and then i'll also link a youtube video of the other one it was featured on which was the one with um dennis farina uh that was season six episode 18 um and yeah so i took information from those little episodes um from the unsolved mysteries website called unsolved.com unsolved mysteries uh they're the wiki like the fandom page and there's actually a facebook that's dedicated to this case that i'll link as well um so this is the case of monica Susie lebeau so monica lebeau was born in the early 1960s and grew up in texas with parents pablo and burma lebeau as well as two much older half sisters who had already moved away from the family when monica was just a little girl Monica noticed early on that she and her parents lived a, quote, nomadic lifestyle. In 15 years, she had moved 28 to 29 times, an average of about one move every six months. Monica stated, this, I believe this was directly from one of the Unsolved Mysteries episodes. She stated, I would come home from school, you know, and there would be boxes everywhere, and I knew it was time to go again. As she grew older, she became frustrated with the constant moving and began to question some strange occurrences that happened throughout her childhood. For example, she was always kept home from school on every picture day. So automatic. Yeah, automatic. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. Okay. Then when she was 16... Robert Stack, I fucking love Robert Stack in his trench coats. So at this point, he goes, Well, when she was 16, a time when she should be worrying about boys and the latest fashion rage. Oh, God. <laughs> latest fashion rage. Okay. <laughs> I All cracked right. up. I was like, I have to put that in there. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So when she was 16, um, she made a discovery that completely unraveled her understanding of her life and her family. When her mother became ill and was hospitalized, the family requested hospital records from a past stay at a different facility be transferred to the hospital where Burma had currently been at. When the files arrived, Monica looked through them and discovered something incredibly troubling. In 1945, 15 years before Monica was born, her mother had a total hysterectomy, meaning that her uterus and cervix had been removed. Monica realized... Wait, yep, what year? It was 1945, so it's not, you'll see why, but it's not completely clear 
when exactly Monica was born, but she was born in the early 60s. So I want you to know that I thought this was like a uh, a case in the 2000s. Oh, so that's no. Why I was like, what? And I had just taken a drink when you said the date and I was like, what? <laughs> so the interviews, like the interviews in the Unsolved Mysteries episodes were in the early 2000s. But right, okay. this actually happened. Like, so we're talking about her. We're talking about Burma, the her known mother. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, 1945, Burma had a complete hysterectomy. So um, uterus and cervix had been removed. And Monica realized that there was no possible way she could have been born from Burma, the mother she had always known. When she confronted Burma, uh, she'd become angry and defensive with Monica, and she told her that her biological mother was a family member and confessed that her mother was actually one of the women who Monica had known to be her half-sister, who was 19 years her senior. Hmm. Um, and I will mention, neither half-sister is named, so I'm assuming they probably just didn't want to be, um, they didn't want to be known during the Unsolved Mystery episode, so I don't have names on them. Okay. Um, so Monica then confronted the um, the sister that Burma alleged to be her biological mother. When she asked if this was true, the sister responded with, no, I'm not your mother. And she stated, quote, mom just doesn't want to face the truth. She then proceeded to tell Monica that her biological mother sold her for a bus ticket to New York and called her trash and no good and told Monica that she um, didn't need to know her anyway. Oh, um, you're like, and you're just like, uh, that's not the point, but okay. Right, right. So now Monica is faced with these two conflicting accounts from Burma and her sister, and she doesn't know what to believe or who can be trusted. Monica was able to find a birth certificate in her home, which stated that she was born in Chicago during the early 1960s. However, it listed no hospital, no address and no doctor. Also, the document had been filed when Monica was seven years old, not at the time of her birth. Oh, that's fucking sketch. Yep. Around the same time, she discovered that the social security number she thought to be hers actually belonged to Pablo, the man that acted as her father. She, oh. Yeah. So it's just all kinds like she's just like, well, fuck, does anything belong to me? <laughs> yeah. So she asked her sister about the birth certificate, and she told Monica that her parents had paid a lawyer $2,000 to create this fake document. <laughs> a, a, a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing the, yeah, no. Nope. I mean, it could have been a crooked lawyer. Who knows? I guess, but mm -hmm. I just, okay. Yeah. That's, that's very, a practice they do. Very far-fetched. Yeah. So in 1990, when Monica was 26, she contacted an Illinois judge hoping to locate her adoption records, but the judge's response only caused more questions. Monica stated, the judge told me that she could not find anything from the years 1962, 63, or 64, and that she had searched all the records that they have there. Despite being confused and troubled by not knowing the truth about her past, Monica went on to marry and have a daughter of her own. During a family gathering, she tried once more to get the truth from Burma. Burma responded angrily to Monica, and Monica noticed that her sister gave Burma a sharp look, and then she became furious. The oh. Yeah, the sister began ranting about how, nearly 40 years earlier, Burma had hidden a tiny baby from the police, stunning Monica. In an instant, her past came flooding back, and she remembered as a teenager overhearing her father talk about stashing a cardboard box in a bar 
something about roadblocks and the need to tell the truth. Suddenly, a terrifying possibility became clear to Monica. And she stated, um, the indication that I got from the whole thing is that my mother had probably kidnapped me. I really started thinking, my God, how could they just up and take me from somebody? Yeah. Like, how fucked, how fucked would your mind be? Like, I I don't know. I, this this kind of makes me think of the one case I did where um the woman that there was like a switch um shit there was like a switch the one baby had there was a switch at the hospital the one the one baby had died the other one had lived oh yeah that one that one yeah it and it's pretty likely that it was due to like foul play like it wasn't just an accident it kind of reminds me of that case so it's making me think there was a a movie recently um about it's making me think i i apologize i don't know how to say the name and i can't listen to it right now kamaya mobley okay so kamaya mobley was kidnapped as an infant and raised by another woman yeah and then it came out and she was so i mean you'd feel so conflicted because that's still your your mother who raised you yeah and then you know so um i i can't even imagine the the feelings you know that people who go through this have to deal with but anyway the movie was on um lifetime it's called stolen by my mother i think it's so terrible too because um for for both the woman that i'm talking about in the case that i did before and this woman it seems like it's, i don't know if it's coincidence or what but it seems like tragedy kind of follows these people Mm-hmm. because um monica the, the woman i'm talking about now her husband ended up dying at age 31 um Aww. like it yeah it just seems like like trauma and tragedy just like follows them and i think it's so sad because it's like you start you start your life going through some kind of trauma and no matter what it is that happened like something bad happened whatever it was and it just sucks because it's it's almost like you try to have a normal life but it doesn't quite it doesn't quite go that way yeah like your cards are just not dealt that way yeah yeah it's terrible so uh the possibility this possibility explained why burma and pablo constantly were on the move to run from the law still not knowing what or who to believe monica went on to say I would be willing to go through anything, a DNA test, anything at all to be able to find out the truth behind all this. I am without an identity. I'm searching and probably going to keep searching. I'm not going to give up. So this is the really cool thing. Um, Monica was born with a uniquely shaped earlobe on her left ear, which might help to confirm her true identity because it's so unusual. Um, Right. If she was, in fact, kidnapped, she believes that it happened in the Miami, Florida area in um, 1963 or 1964. So her earlobe, um, it is, you know how there are free earlobes and hanging earlobes? Mm-hmm. It's like part part of her earlobe is, um, oh, I guess free, I'm sorry, free and hanging are probably the same. Uh, they're like free and attached. So like- oh. Do you know what I mean? So it's like your earlobe, um, and it is like a genetic, it's like one of those things you learn about in high school biology. Yeah, where yeah. You so like, she has 
technically both on one ear? Yeah, kind of. It's like one, a little part is attached, but then it, the another part of the lobe kind of hangs down. Okay. I'll send you a picture because it's real. It is really interesting, and it you can tell it's like not. It's not common. Hmm. I'll send this to you. Yeah. Okay, just send it. So it it's probably something that not many people have, and it could really help in linking the you know her biological family. Oh yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, though Burma and Pablo have since died, revealing no truths about Monica's identity. Or biological family, which I think is a real shitbag move. Yeah, like I, the fact that obviously you, they didn't want to get caught either, but like still, it's really messed up that they would let her have all these questions. And like even on like your deathbed, like you can't just give her something. Yeah, so that yeah. the secret doesn't just completely die with you. Right, that's real fucked up to me. That's super fucked up. Yeah. Um, for a period of time, her sister had ceased contact with family members and left her husband of 25 years. However, Monica did end up tracking her down to complete DNA testing. The testing confirmed that the two women were not biologically related, and therefore Monica was not biologically related to Burma and Pablo. Which is, it's that significant because there so were lingering questions of like, was I, like, is my sister my biological mother? and I don't like perhaps like she was, you know, my, what I would be thinking is she was either with a real asshole or she was raped or there was something, you know, some kind of like incest or like that's where my mind would go. So at least she could yeah. rule that out. Um, But I don't really think she believed that too much anyway. But with the DNA testing, she could at least, um, you know, definitively say I'm not related to any of the people I thought I was related to. Right. Um, so in 2015, she submitted her DNA to CODIS and several ancestry websites. She has been able to locate distant relatives and cousins, but they have no memory of her. Oh, no. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, I mean, like, I wish she could find, like, a first cousin, because then at least she could narrow it down to, like, okay, one of your aunt's sisters yeah. or whatever or brothers had, you know, a child that got kidnapped or right. that they gave up. Now, I thought this was really interesting. So according to websleuths.com, Monica has compared her case, her case with that of several abduction cases, including um, Elizabeth Ann Gill, who was last seen on the afternoon of June 13, 1965, in her front yard in, um, in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. But a DNA test later proved that even though they were very similar, they were not the same person. So she's putting in work. She really is. Figure this out. Yeah. I hate I hate to even bring up this possibility. Mm -hmm. But is it possible? Like, obviously, she doesn't know how old she was whenever she was kidnapped. Mm -hmm. I just, my mind thinks of cases where, like, babies are literally stolen from the womb. Hmm. You know? And, like, maybe the mother died and they don't know. Like, I, there's so many situations. That could have happened. Yeah. Like, I, it's just, 
that's just nuts. It yeah, there's so I was trying to think of like what's my theory and it could be almost anything. I mean, the fact that she's not related to her sisters and parents that she had known is significant, but then that almost just <laughs> at least if they I don't know, you would have a, a an easier answer if that weren't the case. Because yeah. you could at least track down other family and try to figure out who your parents really were. But now, I mean, now it's just like it could be literally anyone else. I also like this. I, I yes, her parents were shitheads for this and kidnapping her and not, you know, giving her any answers. Until they died. But I also have questions about why her mother had a, hyster- a full hysterectomy at the age of 15. One. Two, that had to have had such a mental strain on her assumed mother. Oh, know. she didn't. Sorry. She did not have the hysterectomy at age 15. It was 15 years roughly before Monica was born. Oh, okay. okay. It was in 1945. Like, like, I was very, very confused. Um, because, you know, that, that would be a whole a whole can of worms there about like you know her mental health and yeah well and she did uh, allegedly like the other the two older sisters that were theirs so it's like you it's not like you couldn't have children right so why does she need to kidnap one right yeah and she she already had children so what was like there what were the circumstances here (laughs) i do wonder about the sisters um the sister's accusation that the real mother sold her for a bus ticket. Like I do, I wonder this, this ran through my mind. Like did, did the sister just tell her that to maybe make it seem like the parents were doing a good thing by like taking this baby away from a mother that was willing to sell her maybe, or was it true? And then, and you know, is that what happened? And they just never reported it properly to the authorities. But then it's like, why? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't I mean, you like, just report, like, I got this kid away from a really shitty mom? Like, why wouldn't you just report you'd still that? risk the kid having to go into care of the state temporarily, probably. I guess, but, like, I, I guess it just seems so, it just seems like it would be more than that. Yeah, oh, for sure. And why would there be roadblocks and hiding bait? Like, I'm sorry, if you didn't actually kidnap her and she was sold to you, no one's reporting the baby missing. Right. There wouldn't be yeah. roadblocks. Right. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And it's like it, I feel so bad for her that it, even with all the DNA like uh advancements, like, will she ever find this out? And I mean now she's probably what? This um She's got to be, she was born in the early 60s. I mean, what, she's she's like 60. Or pushing yeah. 60. Ugh, I think that's terrible. Um, and, and the birth certificate, like, why a fake, I mean, I guess just for documentation purposes, but you went to such lengths when at the beginning... You could have just reported if it were just um, what the sister said and the parents took her from a a woman that wanted her gone. If you're willing to adopt her, it just seems like it would be such a better route to just go through the proper channels. 
Yeah, yeah. And not sure. have to go through any of this shit. Like what rational thinking person would do that? So I think there is I think there is more behind it. I wonder and it's also hard because it's like, how did you even know that kid? If, if she has no biological connection to you, how did you know right. her? Right. How did... It's really sketchy. Yeah. Like, how did she even come to be in your circle at all? Yeah. Yeah. That's... I really hope that, like, somehow through genealogy, she's going to figure this out. I can't believe, like, in CODIS, like, that is big, high-level shit. I I don't know. It's really, it's super interesting, uh, but very weird. <laughs> yeah. And there's not a whole lot, there's not a whole lot else, you know, about her. It doesn't seem like there's really ever been a promising lead. Did um, she besides, ever remarry or have any other kids? Not that I read. Okay. Um, just curious. I do wonder why they thought why the Elizabeth Ann Gill case was so promising because that didn't happen in Florida where she thought it might have happened. It happened in Missouri. I mean, maybe just because it was around the same time. Mm-hmm. Which you know, you're grasping at straws at that point because you just want answers. Mm-hmm. And if it, like, lined up that she might be around the same age, then. Yeah, and maybe, like, maybe they looked, I mean, I guess they probably, they did kind of, they look a little bit similar. Right. She's, I just can't believe there's literally no, I mean, then again, I don't know why it shocks me. Not everybody takes a friggin' ancestry DNA test, so. Yeah, but you would think, I don't know, you would think, especially with all the, um, all the, like, I don't know, it. it it would surprise me that these people would have jumped from having like no criminal record to like kidnapping. Like it seems like they would have tried to do things, do other crimes before that. Right. And perhaps they would be in some kind of system, but apparently they were really good at hiding and running. Yeah. That's, I mean, to move 30 times by the time you're like 16. And how that had to have been such a tumultuous childhood for her. Oh, yeah. She said in an interview, she's like, as soon as I'd make any friends, we were gone again. Yeah, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Fucking yikes. Oh, I know, man. So, yeah, not not super long, just because there's not a ton of information and there has not yet been um, much movement on it. But I thought it was very interesting. I think I think that earlobe piece needs to be explored. And oh, I yeah. also, I wonder, like, what are the odds of having an earlobe shape like that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really strange. I just, there has to be somebody else out there that has an earlobe like that. Right. To make that connection. I'd like to look that up, but I don't even know how to, I don't know what to call that type of earlobe. Yeah, I don't, it's not attached, detached, it's both. It's kind of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really hope she gets answers soon. I mean, because her biological parents would probably be pretty up there in age at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. It did mention that Pablo and and Burma were uh, like relatively old. I mean, at the when she was little, the other girls were older. So, I right. mean, the, the one was 19 when she was born. 
So it's likely that if the if a woman had her young, she could be out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I really hope she is, you know, so that she can get some closure and understanding about what the hell happened to her life. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't. What a complicated relationship she has to like and feeling she has to have towards her mother. too. Oh, for like, sure. And I'm only calling her a mother because I don't know what else. Her, I don't want to. Her kidnapper sounds horrible right now because we don't know all the story, you know. Yeah, but the woman that raised her, like, that would be a lot to deal with. Yeah. So I'm just briefly reading um, something about, like, genetics of earlobes from a study from John McDonald of the University of Delaware. And this says, earlobes do not fall into two categories, free and attached. There is continuous variation in attachment point from up near the ear cartilage to well below the ear. Well, there is probably some genetic influence on earlobe attachment point. Family studies show that it does not fit into a simple one locus, two allele myth. That you should not use earlobe attachment to to demonstrate basic genetics. Well, fuck. So maybe it doesn't mean mean as much as I thought. Yeah, well, (laughs) shit. Yeah, but still, that's a, that's like a, there can't be that many people who have that kind of formation of an earlobe, though. Yeah, yeah, but it kind of sounds like. It doesn't really matter. It might not, and even if, even if she was, like, the one person who had this, it doesn't necessarily sound like someone else might have the same thing, or it might be so it might be very drastic looking on her, but then on someone else, it could be not as drastic looking. Right. right. So it's like, it, I that's, I didn't know that. I really thought it was like free and attached and anything else was like super rare. Yeah. That's Damn. Shit. Well, shit, Monica, I hope you find some answers, girl. Yeah, me too. That's just, that's just scary and sad. It is. I mean, I'm glad she has, she has a daughter, right? Or a child. She does have a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. And I mean, her older sisters can't really give her any, any like actual, like, what about the one that was like arguing with the mom about the Roblox? Is she the one who said about the buying the baby for a bus ticket thing? Yeah. My understanding is that the, even though she had these two older sisters, it was only one that was involved in this. It didn't really speak to uh, the other one. Maybe they dipped the fuck out when they knew. Uh, Well, I think they had a very complicated relationship with their parents too, because I think they fucking knew something weird was going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yep. So nice find. Thanks. Yeah. Well, Hopefully, Monica gets some answers soon, and maybe we'll have an update for everyone. That would be that would be dope. I would love to have an update on that. Yeah, I would love to know what like what really happened. I love unsolved cases. I have like a love hate relationship with them. I uh, I just started watching uh, BuzzFeed's uh, True Crime. Oh, nice! How is it? And well, it's it's Shane and Ryan again. So I love okay. it because they just are goofy. You do love um, them. I do, and they. <laughs> I just I keep finding myself like picking shit apart though because we do we also do true crime stuff and I'm just like no that's not right <laughs> I know isn't um, that like such a isn't that like a curse kind of yeah yes yes but it is good 
That's cool. I'll have to, I'll have to so. try it. So, yeah. Oh, well, as they say in Letter Kenny, oh, bother. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I don't think anything's for padded room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait have we talked about this i have something i meant to ask okay. you um have you watched grace and frankie yes i love grace i fucking love that show it's really funny i never watched it until now and i fucking love it so much it's amazing i i didn't i don't know why i didn't watch it i think it was just i just didn't get to it it is so funny. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. So um, I have to sneak watch it because my dad hates Jane Fonda with a passion. Oh, really? <laughs> um, well, I mean, right, rightfully so. He's a Vietnam veteran and she used to talk about how she'd piss on the graves of Vietnam veterans and stuff like back oh, well, in the day when that's... she protested the war. Um, um, Jane Fonda, you don't need to say things like that. I, I don't remember exactly what was said. I've just always been told, you know, bad things. But I guess she protested not just the war, but like the actual soldiers. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, well, you know, and, and we're years down the line now and she still protests things and, you know, good things now. But um, yeah, so I have to sneak watch it because if he sees it, he goes, I fucking hate her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can uh, see why. But I think I think the show is really cute, and I do like it a whole lot. I um, love Lily Tomlin. Yes, same, same. I'm obsessed with her. Uh, Frankie is my favorite character. I lo- I feel like I feel like Frankie is Lily Tomlin, and Lily Tomlin is Frankie. Like I feel like yeah. she's like that. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. What is the daughter's name that I like? Brianna. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I was like, which one is it? <laughs> Yeah. See, my mom can't stand her. No? <laughs> my mom's like, she's so terrible. And I'm like, I don't oh. really think she's that bad. I mean... No, I love her. I think she... Like, I don't know. I just really like her character. I think, yeah, I think she's funny. I don't think she's, like, that bad. Um, My Padded Room is also going to be a show. Okay. So it's called The Irregulars. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, my God. I binged it. And it's so fucking good. Um. It's like Sherlock Holmes, uh, and uh, it's kind of, but it's about, it's like Holmes and Watson would hire these like street kids to get information. Um, and so essentially uh, a writer kind of took that and ran with it and created their own story about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got like supernatural stuff in it. And oh, it's just so good. It's so good. Just watch it. Okay. Um, I'll need a new binge once I'm done with Grace and Frankie because I'm getting yeah. pretty far through that shit. And I don't I don't want to spoil anything. So once you watch it, we can talk about it. But there's just a lot of twists that I was like, oh, my God, I love this. This is such a fresh take on, uh, you know, Holmes and Watson. Good stuff, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, wow, did you hear that? What was that? My dad sneezed. That was a sneeze? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Rick. Bless you. Hold on. Bless you. Okay. That better stay in. I do not want to edit it out. <laughs> um, did you hear me all back? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so that's my padded room. Watch the irregulars. It's very, very good. Uh, and you will enjoy it. Cool. Cool beans. So Okay, awesome. Well, wow, what the hell just happened with my voice there? Oh, did you hit puberty? <clears throat> I did. Good and it was you. not a good way. <laughs> oh, it's okay. All all bodies are beautiful. Oh. Whew. <laughs> no. I just had like a frog in my throat for a minute and I don't know what was going on. I croaked. Um our social medias. So uh Facebook Chardonnay and sign DNA. I'm not feeling froggy enough to say the other word. Um Twitter is Chardonnay DNA. We don't ever fucking use it. Um, Instagram, Chardonnay, A-N-D, DNA, all written out. Uh, email is Chardonnay and DNA at Gmail. Website is ChardonnayandDNA.com. And the Patreon is our name as well. Um, Anything else? Uh, die, cry, hate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Lap dances for the devil. Lap dances for the devil, always. Bye. Bye.